Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, I thought we could kick off this episode by me telling you all about the scary dream I had last night. Ooh. Um, because it is... Uh, okay, so um, a lot of times when I can't sleep, I'll just count. Just, oh, just okay. numbers. Just to like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just just give my brain something to do. And Can sometimes I, I get up. This really yes. to ask if yes. I've recommended to you and to our listeners um Boring Books for Bed Boring Books for Bedtime, the podcast. Oh, I think I've heard of that, but I'd have to wear headphones because like Oh, I just have my sound on really low and put it next to my head on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. And it's it's low enough that Zach can't hear it. And, uh, and I mean, he sleeps through anything anyway, um, but uh, I just kind of put it like this and, uh, yeah, fall asleep listening. To that seems like it'd be good. There was a podcast kind of like that, that I can't think of the name of that tells like these slow stories about this small town and like nothing really happened. I think it might be called nothing much happens. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I listened to that one when I was sick in Ireland this summer and it was great, and I would just nod off immediately. But the problem is that now that podcast makes me feel like I'm sick on a couch in Ireland. Ah, uh, um, sure. And so I don't want to feel that way. But yeah. boring books for bedtime sounds good. Yeah, it has like a a very, um, it has a very wide range of books. Um, one of my favorites is uh, listening to "On the Origin of Species" by Darwin. Oh, um, because so they're like real books. They're real books, yeah. Okay. Um, and it is very boring. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I I accept the irony of that statement. Anyway, <laughs> this is a perfect way to kick off today's episode. So keep going. Yes, your, yes. Your if it's like a podcast that hopefully won't put you to sleep, yeah. let it be ours. Uh, but you know, whatever, whyever you want to listen. Um, so I was counting like I do, right? And um. I don't know why this feels relevant. I was laying under a weighted blanket and I got up around num 45 and I was starting to doze off. You got out then, around what? Oh, to the number 45 in my counting. Oh, oh, oh. I was, I, never mind. I was like, you got up at 45 and I didn't understand. Like that's a time. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so somewhere in there, it's like I was still counting, but I was starting to fall asleep and I saw this man who kind of looked like Dwight Schrute, <laughs> but he had, but he had a Skolex, like oh, the no. man. And he said, "I'm in here too," and oh. I killed someone. Oh God, that's. So and then I like woke up and I was like, "Is he in my brain? Is that what he meant? Is he in my brain? Is he under the weighted blanket? What's happening?" Oh God, that's so scary. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know how he yeah. spoke with the like the Skolex like talk like a mouse. Ugh. So, yeah. Oh man. So that was horrifying, and I wanted to share. Oh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't show up again. I don't want him to be in there. I don't no. know what that means. I don't like it. No, no. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it was just a dream, but that's super. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, because like a real what specter with the face of Dwight shoot, but the Skolex of the fluke man lives <laughs> in my head. Like I think probably, probably not, you know, Have you been listening to radio rental by any chance. The no, podcast? I don't know what that is. No. Oh man. It's so good. It's a, it's a podcast where people come on to tell spooky stories, essentially. Oh. Like they, um, sometimes they're like scary things that happen to them. Sometimes they're more like supernatural. Um, and they're usually pretty short, but it's, it's like that Rain Wilson, the guy who plays, oh, yeah. who plays Dr- Dwight Trude on The Office, yeah. um, he uh, like narrates it kind of like not the people tell it in their own words, but he like the whole premise is that he's this guy named Terry Carnation who owns a video tape shop um, or something. Oh, and, like, so, so it's in- like fiction yeah so but and he'll put in tapes for us to like listen to but the tapes oh. are the actual people telling their stories um oh god that's funny i highly recommend it yeah 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel yeah. like I need more podcasts to listen to. I'm consuming them at a rate that is unsustainable oh, of the God. ones that I, I mean, currently listen to. You know you're talking to the right person. I know. I almost feel like, do we need like Liz and Helen's podcast corner where we recommend podcasts each week? Because I feel like we both listen to a lot of podcasts. You yeah. more than me. Um, yeah. Ologies. And probably pretty different right ones. Now. Ologies oh. are doing their Spooktober. Ooh. Um, yep. You know, funny. I was thinking about Ologies because... Um, uh, you know, Adam and I listen to How Did This Get Made a lot. Oh, yeah. um, and which, you know, if you haven't heard of it, listeners, it is a podcast where three comedians watch terrible movies and talk about them. And it's hilarious. And uh, we went and saw them in L.A. Yeah, uh, how was it? Live. It was incredible. It was hilarious. We talked about the movie The Pope's Exorcist, which was <laughs> terrible and incredible. <laughs> and it like... And I actually, we're going to see when it airs, I might be on there because they take like audience questions at the end. Really? And, and so we had an observation because it's supposed to take place in Rome and in Spain. And first of all, the exorcist in question rides, a, who was played by Russell Crowe, rides a Vespa from Rome to Spain. Um, <laughs> or it's, it's not a Vespa, it's like a Ferrari brand, but it's a scooter. And um, Russell Crowe yes. is in this? Yes, he's he's a priest. He's the Pope's exorcist. He's it's so weird. And um, but so Rome and Spain. But like we kind of thought to ourselves, God, the hills like remind us of Ireland. And then, oh. but we're like, we spent a lot of time there. I you know this summer, uh, so maybe I'm just thinking about it. And then there's this scene in this like Vatican library, supposedly, and we're like, that's is it Trinity? That Trinity? Yes, we're like that's Trinity College Long Room Library is what that no is. No way. And then they show prominently multiple times the brian boru harp which is like the legendary irish harp oldest harp in the country it, the symbol of ireland oh it's my used gosh. in the guinness logo and like multiple times and so i got to point that out at the oh, end awesome. and so i don't know if they're going to air it or not on the actual recording but anyway it was really fun and then that's awesome um, we're gonna go see them in minneapolis in november Ooh. and uh and our mom was like so you're groupies. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not how I would see it. But you know, <laughs> there's a fine line between groupies and fans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, um, anyway, it's great. And, uh, but yeah, but there's only so many episodes. So yeah. Oh, yeah. it's, oh, so I need oh, new ones. They're making more. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're making more. And well, because yeah. they don't have their, cause they have 13 years of, recording and they um have but they don't have their whole back catalog available what they had was like oh you pay stitcher premium and you get the whole back catalog which i did i got stitcher oh, really? premium so i could get access to it and then stitcher stopped existing so now here we are so um so i can't listen to them and i've listened to all of the more recent ones so yeah so yeah so i need more things to listen to while i'm grading or whatever yeah or driving good stuff Analogy. Oh, thank you. That's why I brought it up. Their most recent episode, How Did This Get Made, was about the movie Bats, which oh. is something else. Does not sound like a good film. But uh, a lot of, I was like, but no, that's not true about bats. And I had all this bat knowledge. And I was like, why do I know these things about bats? And then I realized <laughs> it's from Spooktober, an oh. Allergies episode in the past about awesome. where they interviewed a, a bat guy. Oh, they yeah. A, bat, a Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. I like bats. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, this is a perfect segue. Um, is it? Legitimately, yes. Because the episode today we're talking about is called Sleepless. Yes. And it oh, right. Lot, we're talking about sleep and yes. stuff. Yeah. Okay. A lot of good sleep stuff. Okay. So we open in New York City at 11.23 p.m. Okay. Not 11.21, huh? No. And okay. there's a guy asleep on a couch um, when smoke starts coming out from under his door. Um, okay. And he opens the door and there's a big fire um, going, I don't know if it's the hallway or somewhere in his apartment. Um, and so he calls 911. He says, this is Dr. Saul Grissom. Um, and, you know, there's a fire. I'm trapped. Um, and as he's saying that kind of the whole place goes up in flames, like there's, um, a lot of flames coming from the door. It like enters into mm -hmm. his apartment. 
Um, so it shows people evacuating. People are running down the stairs and firefighters are running up the stairs. He says he's in apartment 606. And there's a guy going down the, down the stairs who has a scar on the back of his neck and looks suspicious because they focus on him and it's the X-Files. Right. <laughs> um, so the firefighters get to apartment 606 and say, oh, it's a, it's a false alarm um, because there's no fire. Um, oh. They, but they open it. They burst into the apartment and there's still no fire. Um, but the guy who called 911 is dead. How? Well, that... I, I, I don't know I, what I mean. Is, I'm sorry. What I mean is what's the cause of death? Well, that's oh, we're going to get there. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And I, it occurred to me, like, I've watched this episode. I remember very little. I think Vietnam vets are involved, but yeah. that's all I really remember. Um, so again, as you did last week, I'd like to see what I think is going on at, yes. at some times. Great. So. Um, I feel like you'll get there pretty fast. Um, but this, okay. <laughs> this was a good episode. I enjoyed this one. Oh, good. So, um, okay, so we open and Mulder is getting the paper outside of his apartment and a cassette tape was in it. Um, and there's an article circled about a prominent sleep scientist dying. What do you mean and, there's an article circled on a cassette tape? In the newspaper. Tape. Like the newspaper. Oh, two separate has... things. Okay, gotcha. Right, so he picks up the newspaper, which has a cassette tape inside of it, and on the newspaper. And on the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and the tape was the 911 call. Oh, and okay. So he brings it to Skinner, um, and Skinner says that he'll look into it. Um, but that, meanwhile, Mulder has to go back and transcribe more wire tap. I did not remember that it was still episode I know. four of season two and the x-files is not opened again like you know i kind of thought like the first episode it would be back yeah same um so Mulder does that he's listening to more wiretap tape um and in walks crycheck in this episode your your voice i don't know if it was the microphone that cut out or if your voice just got so high that it stopped recording i think it probably wasn't taking the right like range of notes <laughs> oh my god Crichton himself Crichton. Crichton. yes as himself yes oh my god you'll recall listeners that he played a different character in the episode gender bender yeah. Oh, no. this was crying oh my god did, when you saw nicholas lee in the credits did you freak out i didn't notice i was not oh paying attention. i was probably eating popcorn um Fair enough. and uh tim maybe taking notes um so he brings it he brings um like a file to Mulder and says that skinner approved the case and Krychek, um, if i recall at this stage very clean cut young agent yes fbi agent normal looking dude very yep. kind of straight laced seeming right okay alex Krychek. yes and i had to go ah! back and rewatch a bit because i as i have in my notes i can't concentrate because it's Krychek. um so i had to i like missed a bunch of stuff and had to go back because i was so like ah! um, and for those of you who are like who's Krychek? don't worry about wait. it ah! by the end of the episode just wait okay I'm so excited. Oh, you got a good one. Yeah. So Crycheck tells him that Dr. Saul did use the fire extinguisher. Um, okay. Uh, Dr. Grissom. Sorry, I was calling him Dr. Okay. Saul for a while until I learned his last name better. Well, it's more informal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Mulder wants to work the case, um, but it's technically Crycheck's and he doesn't want to give it up. Um, so they kind of go back and forth about like, are they going to work it together? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Mulder doesn't really want to, but Krychek wants to stay on it. So then we see Scully teaching autopsies at the FBI Academy. Um, and she's talking about electrocution, foreshadowing. Oh, um, oh okay. Causing problems with the heart and um, that death can happen, that death occurs from tissue damage and necrosis, particularly in the SA and AV nodes. I mean, like, Electrocution is bad for you. It does cause tissue damage. It will kill you at, you know, high levels. I don't think we need to go into more details than that. Okay. And I know I've talked, maybe talked about this, how I had a physics teacher who talked about in high school, like the 
the best way to stand or like if you think you might get hit by lightning and oh, the no, worst no. way. Okay, so I remember um, at least. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna do it. And okay. then you're gonna just watch me. Describe I don't it. I don't know. I realize that this is an audio medium, but um Okay. This is the best way because then I'm I'm crouched down and my elbows are on my knees because then the lightning would go into my fingertips and then down through my calves and it would skip all of my major organs. And so, I'm assuming you would also tuck your head down. Yes. I was just yeah. keeping it up so that I could get uh, right. volume. I don't actually think it matters if I'm wearing headphones, but oh well. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to be wearing headphones when you were hit by lightning, but yeah, I don't know. It might be. I don't know either. All right. And then the worst way to stand would be like this. Because now I'm touching the ground with one hand. That's like a that's a yoga then, pose. What one is that? Oh, it is a like yoga a, pose, isn't it? Um, um one of those somewhere in the warrior uh Yeah, some sort of warrior variation or something. Yeah. yeah. One hand on the ground and then the other hand straight up above your head so yeah. that the lightning would go right through your hand down through your heart and into the ground. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we know now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I at first assumed Scully was giving a lesson on like electrocuting like death row prisoners, like as in beyond the sea. I assume not. No, 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 no. Okay. Presumably the guy on the autopsy table has been electrocuted. Okay. Um, So she gets a call from George Hale. Um, Oh, Mulder's alias. It's Mulder. And uh, he wants her to come do the autopsy. And they go back and forth a little bit. She kind of doesn't want to. um, But she ends up agreeing. Um, And so then we see Mulder at the Grissom Sleep Clinic in Stamford, Connecticut. I can't believe how related it was that I brought up sleeplessness. Yes. Sleeplessness and Dwight Trude talking about Stamford, Connecticut. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, Dwight was never there. Not his branch, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is maybe the creepiest sleep clinic, um, or at least I hope it's <laughs> one of the creepiest sleep clinics. You um, know, I did a sleep study overnight in a sleep clinic, so we can compare my experience. Were they trying to manipulate your sleep terrors externally using um, <laughs> electrical impulses? Well, I don't have sleep terrors. I just sleep a lot. I thought it was weirdly isolated and underground i did not care for that i thought oh, there'd be underground. like this was, it underground. was underground yeah i think because no light so right sleep. yeah but i didn't care for that hmm. uh but yeah it was like i thought it would be bustling but it was like one tech who seemed i don't know really young i mean i don't know i was like i think getting to an age where people can be professionals and still look really young to me but she was probably 23 or something i don't know <laughs> She wasn't a doctor. She hooked up my head. I had to go to sleep. They watched me. I had to like get them to like, hey, come unhook me so I can go pee in the middle of the night. And it was a different woman. Um, and then in the morning, I ate some instant oatmeal. Did it look like a prison? Not at all. It okay. looked like a really creepy hotel. Oh, interesting. Like if you were, it looked like a creepy hotel in the sense that it's like a normal hotel, but why do they have all this equipment? <laughs> like if it was a hotel and you had like, you know, why are they offering us this cap with these wires on it that they're going to take <laughs> to our heads and this big machine, you know, otherwise it was just a bed and there's, you know, like a bathroom. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like a, like a holiday in with creepy accoutrement. Okay. All right. Yeah. It looked more like a prison. Um, so that's not great i felt it was pretty creepy anyway the underground the isolation i were these prisoners who were being experimented on no 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 it was just a sleep clinic um okay the woman who's giving Mulder a tour um says that um so they're trying to manipulate this guy's night terrors externally um a little bit more specific about what you mean by manipulate his night terrors externally. I mean, can I? No, because it's gibberish. I mean, it's it's not <laughs> a thing. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like what that would have to mean is like 
I have a night terror about, let's say, Freddy Krueger. Right. And then that means that the doctors are standing outside me talking to Freddy Krueger, trying to trick him into going away. No, no, no. They're trying to stimulate your occipital lobe in your brain to turn it to something better. This is lobotomy territory is what I feel like. I I don't know. It's not super far off. Um, So she's talking about how electrical stimulation of the occipital causes visual, visual and auditory hallucinations. We're actually just going to leave that alone for now. Um, we will come back to this. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so Mulder comes out of the sleep clinic, and Krychek is there, and he's pissed because Mulder ditched him to go to the sleep clinic and didn't involve him. Okay. Krychek says that he's been following Mulder's career, and, like, you know, he's aware of his reputation, and, you know, people would make fun of him, but Krychek has always been, like, a fan, basically, interested in his mm-hmm. work. So... Scully calls and says that Grissom did not die from cardiac arrest, like they thought, and to come over. And when we see Scully um, in the next scene, she's weighing his stomach, which is super huge and not at all anatomically correct. Um, And Kind of like when they have, like, newborn babies on TV, but they use, like, a nine-month-old. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, if this is a TV stomach, we need a giant novelty (laughs) stomach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, Krychek is not a fan of autopsies. Um, And so Scully is talking about how she is seeing all these symptoms in him that are um, all this pathology in the guy in uh, Grissom. Mm -hmm. Um, That would lead her to think that he had been exposed to high temperatures, but he doesn't have any burns and... Mm. um, he doesn't have any other signs of being exposed to high heat except that um, like coagulation of the muscle proteins and um, extradural hemorrhages and uh, other things that would lead her to think that. Okay. Okay. And then she says, as if his body believed he was burning, which is a little dramatic. Um, <laughs> <even for> <laughs> So it cuts then to a guy who's kind of falling asleep or acting sleepy on his couch in a kind of seedy apartment. And someone named Preacher is just suddenly in the apartment. Oh. Um, and I know his name is Preacher because the guy is like, Preacher, what are you doing here? Or something of that sort. Um, they clearly know each other. <clears throat> and the first guy is talking about how he's not doing well, um, kind of mentions some trauma. Uh, Preacher then mentions something that happened 24 years ago. Um, and I'm not being purposely vague. He just, you know, is alluding to something and mentions okay. 24 yeah. years ago. Um, and the guy accuses Preacher of having killed Grissom. So apparently they know him. Okay. Um, and says that he saw Grissom's death on TV and whatever he saw about it made it think that it was Preacher. Okay. Um, so then all. Oh, is is preacher the dude who was walking down the stairs with a scar on his neck in Grissom's apartment? I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So suddenly there are a bunch of bloody-looking people of Asian descent in the apartment, um, who are just kind of standing staring at him. Oh. Um, and if we do some math and think about twenty-four years ago in 1994 right vietnam war there's probably supposed to be uh some vietnamese people okay um and preacher starts talking creepily and vaguely religiously um and maybe he was quoting parts of the bible maybe he was like quote unquote preaching um and all of the people who suddenly are there and look um you know rough and maybe ghostly suddenly pull guns on the guy who is not creature and shoot like a bunch of rounds into him. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So then we see Krychek talking to Mulder and he's talking about this and says that the guy's name was Henry Wilkin and that he died of a brain aneurysm apparently, but there is it as like, if his body believed it was shot. He doesn't say that, but yes. Um, okay. Apparently there were fi- 43 small hemorrhages throughout his body. Ah, and okay. the ME medical examiner said that if he didn't know better, he would think they were bullet holes. 
Ah, okay. All, All right. right. So, so okay. If I can pause for a little guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm thinking that this Doctor Saul. Yep. Goodness, Grissom. nope. That's that's not that's a different character on TV. Uh, Saul Grissom, <laughs> um, uh, did something bad with these dudes in Vietnam, and it has left Preacher with. The ability to convince people that they're dying, which seems like other stuff we've encountered in X-Files before, but I'll wait because I don't know that I'm right. And I feel like I'm missing a piece here because I also feel like, is he astrally projecting? I I will tell you what I have told my students, and that's that is a very good hypothesis. We will have to wait to see if it is true, but that is that is a good hypothesis. <laughs> okay. Um, so Henry also has a weird scar, like preacher, like the guy. Oh, the guy, who, the guy who died. Got it. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, yes. Henry is the guy who died. Yeah. Yes. So Krychek tells him that Henry Wilkin um, was a Marine in 1970, and they figure out that Grissom was there too at the same time. Okay. Um, and they pull up records, and the only person from the squad who is still alive is Augustus Cole. So they were all, um, I, I missed if it was they were all trained in the same place. Um, they were all definitely stationed in the same place. Okay. Um, and from that squad, Augustus Cole is the only one, the name of the only person who is alive still. Okay. So, um... We're at a hospital then of some sort, um, appears to be some sort of psychiatric hospital. Um, and Mulder and Krychek are going to see Augustus Cole. Okay. Um, and because apparently that's where he is. And so the doctor in charge casually mentions, um, and does not elaborate, that they put him in solitary because he had been disrupting other people's sleep patterns. Um, what? Yeah, and Mulder even is is kind of like, did you say, etc. Um, and the guy just doesn't really elaborate on that. <clears throat> I feel like, I mean, Archer disrupts my sleep pattern <laughs> when he is loud in the night. Like, yeah. oh man, I feel like Augustus Cole and that Dwight shoot with the Skull X, shoot with the Skull X. I just feel like they're related. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Not. Probably no. Probably not. Probably I think not. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they open the door and Cole isn't there. Oh, okay. Um, the nurse that they then go talk to claims that the doctor discharged him two days ago. And he is like, no, I did not. Um, and the and... doctor did not notice for two days? Well, no, I guess he... maybe he didn't have any appointments. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how things work okay. in this place. Um, okay. But... The nurse is like, no, for real, like, this is your signature. You discharged him. Um, Mm. And he says he didn't. Um, And they show him a picture of Cole and it's Preacher. Yes. So, yes. Okay. Um, So then X calls. X. X. And we haven't met him yet. No, we we haven't. Except in the last episode, if you recall. The um, one that you did. The last one you did. Oh, yes. Yeah. So two episodes ago. Um. It was like you have a friend in the FBI. There was yes. a note. Yeah. Yep. So I am calling him X because I know that's what we will end up calling him. Um, yeah. They do not introduce him as anything yet. Got it. Um, so he calls and says that he has some info, but that if anyone follows him, he won't be there. Okay. So Mulder ends up at night at a construction site, um, which reminds me of the book, Good Night, Good Night Construction Site, um, which is... <laughs> A book that my kids used to like. Um, and we see X for the first time. So he's he's there. And This is a huge episode for yeah. introducing important people. Yeah. And so X hands him a folder with info on a top secret military project designed because sleep was a soldier's greatest enemy. I so, mean, this sounds like a legit thing the military would do so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So apparently they were conducting sleep eradication experiments um, at this island where they were stationed or whatever. Um, In Vietnam? 
So either, so during Vietnam, again, I don't know if this was supposed to be an island they were at for training or an okay. island they were at when they were stationed. Okay, got but, it. Um, the military was doing these sleep eradication experiments, <laughs> not, <laughs> um, not. I don't like, not like that. No, no, not at all. Um, what's the word that I'm trying to remember? Mulder says something like, you know, do you mean like sleep? Um... Deprivation? Deprivation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and no. Um, and so X says that, you know, no sleep heightens aggression. And apparently, you know, I don't know, some vague stuff about how being sleepy would make you a better soldier. I don't know. That can't um, possibly be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Yeah, I, I mean, my gut I, just tells me I don't. I don't know. I don't think that could be. Yeah, like, a better soldier. I would think you could be crankier. Is yeah. that good? Does that make you more aggressive? Yeah. Is a lack of aggression really a problem for soldiers? Like, are they just too mellow and chill, and we need to rile them up? by okay all right i'm yeah. sorry you yeah. don't have these answers i don't no. i feel like i'm like damn it helen yeah. why, was it, why did you make this claim <laughs> um and so x tells him that augustus cole hasn't slept in 24 years my god yeah um, okay and I, we don't know who the hell x is Mulder no. doesn't know so we don't know how he's got this information right. so no. okay um, and there's apparently one more guy from the squad who is still alive. Oh. And X says that the truth is still out there, but finding it has never been more dangerous. The man Ooh. we both knew paid for that with his life, a sacrifice I'm not willing to make. Deep throat. Deep throat. Yep. Oh, so my God. There. Um, so Mulder picks up Crycheck and... Crycheck says that a guy who is matching Cole's description just robbed a drugstore and he's now in an apartment building. And so they rush there and as they enter, they hear shots and there's an officer down um, and Cole has escaped. Okay. And it turns out that actually there are two officers down and they shot each other. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so then we see Scully taking notes um, about the experiments, I believe. I have a question real yes. quick about Scully's role in this episode. Is it yes. very not active doing yes. stuff on the sides? That's how it was for me in my last episode. And I suspect again, this is because Jillian Anderson is about to go on maternity leave. So that was, I never realized my, that before. That was also my, um, my theory behind why the stomach was so large because she was like holding it in front of her and i wondered if she like <laughs> wanted to get a bigger prop or something i don't know do you think it was so like so that like the scale of the stomach would still be right in front of her or oh, just no. to hide her bump like to hide <laughs> to hide yeah <laughs> like i'll just hide my pregnancy behind the giant novelty stomach <laughs> yeah like yeah. okay um so uh, she's talking about some sort of permanent neurosurgical procedure designed to keep a permanent waking state. Oh, but can you imagine how bad? Oh, ugh, no. I don't know. I, you know, and I was almost like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. Oh, wait, Helen and I are recording. Yeah. So, you know. Um, so apparently by cutting part of the brainstem in the mid-pontile region, which would explain the scar. Now, the brainstem does have a lot to do with sleep and wakefulness. Um, but I, I don't know. This this does not make sense to me as far as this eradicating sleep. But, okay, you know, there, there are uh, big when I picture a, a brain stem, how similar is it in texture to that of the stem of an artichoke when you open it, when you've cooked oh, it? Oh, um... Like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being indistinguishable from an artichoke. Oh, I think maybe a seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's look about that. Okay. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Seven or eight. Um, it's a little bit harder. Like it's a little bit tougher. Well, I guess if you hadn't steamed the artichoke, it would be mm. harder and tougher. So I don't think maybe it would be that not as, though. So maybe you steam it, but not quite long enough. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so she is mentioning how post-op appointments are needed um, to get prescriptions to balance what they're losing during sleep. Um, okay. And so the theory behind that is that Cole then robbed this pharmacy and stole, he stole uh, a bunch of antidepressants um, and to replace some of what he is losing from not having slept. Like that is important okay. for their survival. Okay. Um, so Mulder calls and Scully says that this still doesn't explain the strange cause of death, which is true. Thank you, Scully. Yeah. Yeah. And Mulder says that he learned from the Grissom lab that stimulating the occipital lobe can cause hallucinations. And Scully says, um, the cortex, when you stimulate it with electricity, they produce mild hallucinations. Any first year med student can tell you that. All right, here we go. So I decided to take a poll. Um, so the first person that I texted was my friend, Sarah. Um, because Sarah is a family medicine attending at a hospital in the Bay Area. Um, and so this is, I sent the same text to several different people. And the text okay. said, I have a very random question for you and I can't elaborate because I need your initial reaction. Parenthesis, <laughs> this is for mine and Liz's X-Files podcast. What so that they're not worried. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And also I wanted to make it clear that like, I have my own thoughts about what this would cause. Like, I'm not. Right. You're not. I'm like, not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would happen if electrical stimulation was applied to your cerebral cortex? Now, they're talking about the occipital lobe, which is important to note. But Scully just says here, the cortex. So right. I just phrased this as the cerebral cortex. The cortex. Okay. okay. Sarah said, seizure? I mean, that's what happens during electroconvulsive therapy for depression. Probably depends oh. on voltage and duration, question mark. Okay. And I said, any thoughts about if it was the occipital lobe in particular? And she said, see weird shit, shrug emoji, oh. or just go blind. Oh, okay. okay. See weird shit is a possibility. Okay. Right. All right. So now I also asked my friend Molly, who is a vet, um, mm -hmm. She's a vet, a, a neurology vet in oh, yeah. Dallas. Right. Um, she says you'd have a seizure most likely. Okay. All right. All right. That's two for seizure. Yep. Um, I also asked my friend Amy, who is a dentist in Portland mm -hmm. or somewhere in Oregon. Sorry, Amy. I don't know where you are these days. Um, and she says... It depends on which part of the cerebral cortex is stimulated. Your different senses could be stimulated or it could cause you to feel or need to move different parts of your body. It also depends on how strong the stimulation is. We don't want to electrocute anybody. Smiley face. Ah. Interesting case studies on using cerebral cortex stimulation for treatment of movement disorders. And she linked one. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, which is from 2022 and it's called Cerebellar Cortex Stimulation for Acquired Dystonia a case report and review of its role in modern, modern surgical practice um, by Stroud et al. Those are certainly words. Yep. Um, and uh, so I thought, well, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. So then I kicked it up a notch for lack of a better <laughs> term. And, uh, and I texted my friend Cynthia, who is a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah. So well, that's perfect because she will have gone to med school and studied the brain, brain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, again, Molly is a neurology vet. Amy, um, in right. dental school, you mostly do like head and neck anatomy. So oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So Cynthia says, interestingly, in theory, an electromagnetic field is generated by transcranial magnetic stimulation, which can be therapeutic. ECT is a charge given to the temples, but in all likelihood, a charge to the cerebral cortex would result in seizures. I could elaborate okay. on the changes behavior depending on where it is exactly. Parentheses, hmm. like frontal lobe syndrome is disinhibition, etc. Um, okay, then one last one. Okay. I texted the same question to my friend Rachel, who is um, a 
neuroscientist. So she has a PhD oh, okay. in neuroscience. Perfect. And she, okay. her research is on seizures and epilepsy. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, and so she says, depends on slash where it's applied. You might see something weird. You might feel your arm crawling. You might flap your arm or waggle your tongue. You might become agitated. The options are endless. And I said, well, if... the sky's the limit. The world's yeah. your oyster when we electrically yeah. stimulate your cortex. Yeah. You might flap your arm around. <laughs> the options are endless. Yep. And I said, what if it was the occipital? And she said, occipital is vision. They will see visions in all caps. Oh my God. Um, and she says, well, visual spatial data too, but they may see God. And then in parentheses, <laughs> or aliens as if, as it were in your case. Oh my God. Um, so I straight, straight from, straight from the sources, it seems like we run the, run the range of seizures to visions depending on um, how much force is applied. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, so they're not all together wrong here. No, they're not. And they're... I actually, I found some interesting studies, um, mostly from the 60s and 70s, interestingly, hmm. um, about people um, working to stimulate the occipital lobe um, to allow people with vision loss to see. Um, and so they have oh. studies about like the amount of stimulation given and the amount of phosphines or like light, um, the amount of light seen essentially. I have some questions about the, that word, but I don't care enough to ask them. Okay. Um, okay. then I don't care enough to answer. <laughs> um, now the, the one, the one thing to note is that none of this is auditory. So, oh, yeah, of course. It's yeah. all vision, vision, vision. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this is all talking about vision, which makes me think, speaking of creepy stuff, that mm -hmm. story, that short story you wrote like I was a decade just ago. This reminds me of that short story I wrote like a decade ago. Yes. Yeah. That it still scares the shit out of me. It still oh, it freaks me out. so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you want to give a, a brief uh summary of yeah what i do i do uh so i wrote a short story about a woman uh who had vision problems um i wrote it it was like like i said over 10 years ago so i no longer remember the details she's having vision problems already uh and then she starts seeing uh visions of this uh girl in a blue dress standing in her apartment um and doesn't she, she have doesn't hooves? i'm pretty sure she has hooves she doesn't have hooves oh okay yeah and so she ends up am i well I, should i tell the whole plot because the hooves yeah. kind of come in at the end yeah do it no i'm not gonna i'm gonna be my hustler self and i'm gonna say there will be a link in the show notes where you can buy it and then yeah. i'll end up later yeah that's right jerks. Yeah. i don't know why i called you jerks i'm sorry that's <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, and that okay. was self-editing. I almost called them motherfuckers. I don't. I don't know why I was going to be like, "All right, motherfuckers, buy my short story from ten years ago." Yeah, it's a it's a dollar. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. She yeah it's great. Visions. It's called Vision, and Helen, I'll remind you about the hooves later. Yeah, so. it still freaks me out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Okay. So. Uh, Mulder thinks that Cole has a way to externally stimulate the cortex and that all the years without sleep have made him build a bridge between waking and sleep worlds. Um, this is ultimately what's true, but it's really stretching what we have evidence for, in my opinion. So he is, he is... Mulder. He thinks that Cole is like, from a distance, Zap zap yeah basically yeah uh, because he hasn't been sleeping yes okay yes okay fair enough um so they're also so he's still on the phone with scully and he says that crycheck is okay and that he's open to more extreme possibilities and so there's like a little banter about you know scully being like ah unlike me you know ah uh, yeah yeah um so Mulder and crycheck 
show up at a diner and the guy who is who's working there immediately thinks that they're there to try to kill him um because and he says someone is trying to kill them all off um and so they ask if they can talk to him yes do they come in so they just walk into this diner and he's like you're gonna kill me okay so does he think that about every customer because he's not gonna keep his job very long i mean he's Mulder and Krychek are both in like suit okay they they look like like government Government. guys okay yeah 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 um so he starts talking um on his break and um he says that they said it would be like living two lifetimes um meaning that if you were not sleeping you could live twice as much as the other given how much i sleep yeah it's probably two and a half yeah 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 um Saying that, so they were in Vietnam, and apparently they would do 24-hour shifts um, and would get a little tired, but nothing that the pills they were taking couldn't fix. Um, So this apparently went on um, until the whole squad went AWOL, and they stopped taking orders in Saigon. Oh. Um, And uh, he says that they started then just making up missions as they went, until it didn't matter whether they were killing farmers or women um, or um, this one time when they went into a school. Um, and they were AWOL. So they yes. were just kind of like on their own. Yeah. Traveling around, killing not people. sleeping, killing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not going to feel super sad about these guys that have died. Right. Even though I guess it's because they were being experimented on and not sleeping. I don't know. I kind of think that there's no amount of sleep deprivation that could make me kill a bunch of school children. I disagree. I mean... Oh no, you're crying again because you can't pick up the register of your voice. Do you think that there's a certain amount of sleep deprivation and I might kill children? No. 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 I assure you that my grip on my sanity is tenuous at best when I am sleep deprived. Okay. Okay. Like, but think about if it had been like two years then. I'd be insane. Yeah. I would have absolutely lost all grip on reality. Yeah. But I'd probably just feel like a, a quivering mess that mm. laid around and like, yeah, I don't know, talk to myself okay. and like, not, like hallucinated. I, I don't know. Not you. I'm saying there are people that I would not say are like the worst people in the world. Who they're, that probably not, good. They're, they're probably not good. <laughs> I mean, I just, no, I, I don't know. I feel like, no, I mean, sleep is really important. I, I mean, I would literally, I mean, you would die essentially if you were to go I, two years without sleeping. I, I'm pretty sure I would die if I went two days. <laughs> I mean, not really, not really, not really. But I just know we had our flight from Puerto Vallarta in 2022, it was late. We had a connection in Phoenix that we missed. And so we decided to take a, like, I don't know, 3 a.m. flight back to Chicago. And I was walking with my eyes shut. I was sleeping on the ground for a little bit. I felt like I am losing my grip on reality. And that was just from staying up real late. (laughs) I mean, I stayed up all night. I mean, I've stayed up till the sun has risen a f- quite a few times, but then I've immediately gone to sleep around five or whatever. Right. But like, yeah, staying up Same. all night in full twice. And I mean, I couldn't drive. I I felt I mean. Yeah, no, I just I, I just I feel like, yes, I'd immediately lose my grip on reality. Yeah, I guess. OK, OK, I guess I could see murdering people. If I was tricked into it by someone bad because right. I was so crazy, so right. so I mean, like, imagine you're in. I could hallucinate them into being Dwight yeah. Schrute with a Skolex trying yeah. to get me. Yes, well, we're getting there. I mean, not okay. there, but we're we're getting <laughs> okay. close to there. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. I feel like we found some common ground. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, so the guy says that. They called Cole Preacher, Augustus Cole. They called him Preacher because he was always quoting the Bible. Okay. And always saying that one day they would all have to pay for their sins. Um, so. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but he mentions a second doctor 
um, the one who actually did the surgeries on them. Um, and I'm sorry, I must have missed something. They had surgeries. Oh, right, I forgot. Yeah, but I don't understand. So the surgery was to like make it so they don't need sleep. Right. Okay. 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 Right. 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 Um. So they go try. So Mulder and Krychek go to try to find this other doctor. Mm-hmm. Um. And Scully calls. She found him, and he's a professor at Harvard. Um. But he's going to be in town for Grissom's funeral. Okay. And so Mulder and Krychek run to the train station to look for his train coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mulder sees Cole standing there, preacher, whatever. I'm just thinking, man, the East Coast really does have robust public transit compared to the rest of the country, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Yeah. 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 Um, and so Mulder sees him standing there. Um, and um, he sees the other doctor there as well. So he sees Mulder sees the doctor and then standing behind him is Cole. Um, and Cole pulls his gun on him and shoots the other doctor and shoots Mulder. Um, and so Mulder oh. goes down. Okay. Um, and so Krychek runs, um, Girardi, I think is the other, the name of the other doctor. Okay. Um, so Krychek runs to, and Mulder did his whole, you know, FBI, I'm armed. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, Cole shot the, shot the other doctor, shot Mulder. Okay. So Krychek runs over um, and is um, telling Mulder that Girardi was never there. Cole was never what? there. What? Just... What? Mm-hmm. Cole was never there? Yep. And Mulder is bleeding on the ground? He's when they're having bleeding. this conversation? No. But he's laying on the ground. Right. Yes. Whoa. Um, yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, they go to look through the security footage to see if they can see if they were there. And Krychek is concerned because Mulder almost killed someone. He pulled his gun, you know, when... Oh my God, yeah, of yeah. course. Um, and Krychek says that he feels like Mulder is holding back and tells him that he wants to believe. It just need, He just needs a place to start. But, like, that's the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mulder confides his theory, and Krychek doesn't hate it. Um, he kind of accepts it. I think as far as Mulder's theories go, it's not bad. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, and so police are looking at the cameras, and they see a car at a spot that was there, and then the car is gone. Like, so they have, like, an image of a car. Um, and it's a little, it's a little unclear how they know this is suspicious. Um, but they go to that spot, Mulder and Krychek do. And um, then it shows somewhere nearby where Cole has Girardi, the other doctor, tied up. And oh, they're, okay. They're arguing. Cole and Girardi are. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, they and Mulder's hear, fine? Mulder's fine. Mulder's fine. Him and Krychek are en route to uh, go check out the spot where they believe that Cole is holding Girardi. Okay, I have. I'm gonna have some questions. Maybe I won't. Maybe I don't think we'll I can answer them. Um, if okay. It's about, like right. timelines and how they came to these conclusions, I do not have answers for that. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they're arguing, Cole and mm-hmm. Girardi, and you can hear like people coming from behind. So like people are walking in the building and coming up behind mm-hmm. Girardi. Um, and Girardi is scared and is asking, "Who is it?" And Cole says, "You know who it is." And it's a bunch of soldiers, um, like oh. American soldiers, and yeah. uh, they're all they all start grabbing surgical tools that yeah. Cole has. Oh my gosh! Gary. Cole is standing there reading from the Bible. Oh my god! Yeah. So Mulder and Krychek are rushing. Scary one. Yeah, yeah. At least listening to it is. Yeah. yeah. So Mulder and Krychek are rushing there, and they get there, and Girardi is still alive, but he's wounded. Um, and Krychek calls for help, and Mulder runs to look for Cole. Okay. And so he finds him. Cole is standing on, like, the side of... It It seems like maybe it's also a construction site. Um, and uh, Cole is, like, standing on the edge of this building. And um, Cole is holding a gun and says he's going to shoot. Um, but uh, he's also afraid that Mulder is going to shoot him. And so Mulder puts his gun down, and Cole says he's so tired. 
Um, oh, God. He's like talking about how he's just so tired. He says, they cut out a piece of my brain. Oh, God. Um, and Krychek appears and sees Cole holding him at gunpoint because Cole is holding a gun and Mulder is not. Oh. Um, and he won't put it down. And so then Cole starts to hold the gun more at Mulder, like to bring it up again. And so Krychek mm-hmm. shoots him. Oh. Um, and they run over and he says goodnight, Cole does, and then dies. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, and so Krychek defends himself saying that he was going to shoot Mulder, like, because Mulder looks a little bit like, why'd you do that? Um, mm-hmm. He's like, well, he was going to shoot you. Um, and says, you know, he had a gun. But then the way that they, they never explicitly say that he didn't have a gun, but they show the Bible. And I think, like, they're implying that he saw the Bible and thought it was a gun. That, or that, like, Cole could... Like, did Cole, Cole wanted him to think it was yeah. a gun? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. okay. Um. So... Mulder gets back in the car, and the files that he had hid under his car seat from X are gone. Oh. Um, and then it shows him and Scully talking in the office, and Scully says that the office was raided, and the report that she had been writing was taken. Whoa, okay. Then it cuts to Cigarette Smoking Man, and two oh. other guys in suits sitting around a table, um, and they have the papers. And, uh, and he says, do you know where he found this? And then one of them says, he found another source or another source found him talking about Mulder. Right. Like Mulder. Yeah. Um, and then Krychek walks in and calls him sir and reports that Scully is a problem and cigarette smoking man. Says okay. that every problem has a solution, and the next episode is Dwayne Barry. And the next episode is Dwayne Barry. Oh yep. my god, that's good stuff! Yeah, yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah. I did not remember that one having any notes of Crycheck or Cigarette Smoking Man or X or anything. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Wow, I think it was just always passed up as like, oh, some sort of uh, it's about a Vietnam vet and people being sleepy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it was not, um, but yeah, it was good. It was really good. Wow, wow. Yeah, and many thanks to Sarah and Molly and Amy and Cynthia and Rachel for uh, being being my test subjects. <laughs> <laughs> and then someday, no, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about, like, do I know anyone that I could be like, I got a brain question. Besides you, I'm like, what do I call? My physicists? friends aren't. Oh, oh no, no. I, I, I know physicists. Yes, oh, I said yeah. a brain question. If I was like, oh. let me ask a question about the cortex. Yeah. I have a lot of cortex associates. I mean, I, so I, if I had been asked that question by you, mm-hmm. let's say, uh-huh. um, I would have said, just saying the cerebral cortex being stimulated, I would say, well, that's either going to damage the tissues, which might cause seizures. I would probably go towards seizures. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if asked about the occipital, I would say, well, that controls uh, vision. Um, So so I knew very basics that um, auditory should not be involved. It's purely visual as well as a bunch of other stuff that it does. Um, And... uh, it's probably not going to do anything good. Um, that it could also damage vision, I would think. Okay. Um, like Sarah said, it could it could possibly cause blindness if the wrong part was stimulated. Okay. But I would also like to point out that the brainstem, so where they had removed for lack of sleepiness, um, is not the same as the occipital lobe where vision is controlled. So I never totally got what the connection is there. Like why, um, yeah, I, I, I never got why he was able to stimulate visions and others. I mean, it, it seems like if you remove the need for sleep, you become master of the brain or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. 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 
Keeper of the keys, master of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that? Don't tell me. What is that? No, tell me. Um, Wait, hold on. I master of the house. It's oh, yeah, master of the house, not master of the keys. Yeah, master of the house. Um, Wait, oh, maybe also keeper of the keys. Somebody sings it in like a sitcom or something, right? Yeah, George sings it in Seinfeld. Um, yes. And it, yes. I want to say it's. It's not from Les Mis, isn't it? Oh, God. This is embarrassing. I don't know Les Mis, so okay. I'm not embarrassed. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. I screwed up that. I, I still keep thinking about what I did the other day. Uh, the, I, I owe you a coffee. I lost that bet oh, regarding um, the Apple Bottom Jeans song. So ashamed of yourself. I shouldn't have brought it up, honestly. You but hopefully now we're nobody, going to. Yeah, and hopefully no one listens to the podcast all the way through and they've all turned it off. Yeah. Um, so... The song is Get Low. Yeah. Um, it's the one where they reference apple bottom jeans, boots with and the, the fur. boots with the fur. Yeah. yeah. Whole club was yeah. looking at her. This was yeah. very, very big in my college years. So uh, I was still in going up to bar type years. Yeah. You were, I mean, at I was parties with me where the song was, I'm sure, playing. I plenty of clubs. And I mean, I know the song really well. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can remember, I think we did a dance to it when I was taking dance classes at Dance Fabulous. Oh, cool. Or at least referenced it or warmed up to it or something. I can remember yeah. being in there and listening to it. And yeah. you thought that it was done by... Nelly. Yeah. thought it was Nelly up until uh, you bet me. a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I bet yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I, Florida, I, it's Florida. Yep, Florida Flo yeah. and Ludicrous. Oh, and ludicrous. ludicrous. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. God damn it. Yeah. I screwed up twice. Although that I was just trying to remember. I yeah. really thought it was Nelly. I'm just. Mm. No. This no. replaces the time I accidentally mixed up a song by ODB and by Biggie. Oh. That I just said it to Adam, who had no idea, and so he brings <laughs> it up because I was so embarrassed, but he had no idea anyway. <laughs> So. Well, Zach had never heard of Belle Biv DeVoe, um, which is horrible. Had never heard of them? Or heard the song Poison. Had never heard the song Poison? Yeah. I because, don't know how that happens. I know. I And it got brought up because um, DeVoe, his wife or ex-wife, I can't remember. Sorry, Mrs. DeVoe, um, <laughs> was on a season of The Real Housewives of, I think it was oh, Atlanta. Okay. It was either Atlanta okay. or Potomac. Um, and Zach was like watching it slightly. And I was like, oh my God, I just realized who this is. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, they did the song Poison. That's his wife. And uh, and I started singing it like an idiot. And uh, then I played it on Spotify thinking, well, maybe I just can't sing. As, you know? <laughs> um, and he had never heard it. Wow. Girl is poison. Yeah. 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 Great song. I want to join in, but I'll regret it. Yeah. I don't, the world will regret it. Um, Since we don't have wow. spooky stories, can we tell the story of uh, uh, you being tricked into... I was once tricked into singing... Um, Brick House. Uh, Brick House. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it may have gotten referenced briefly on a podcast before, <laughs> but it was it was uh, uh, our friend Matt, my boyfriend at the time, was pretending he didn't know the song Brick House. And just to see if he could get me to sing it. And I was getting increasingly frustrated and finally started singing it, at which point he admitted that he did know it. And we we're with a group of people. Yeah. That's a pretty good prank. Yeah. That's a pretty a good burger one. King. Yeah. Yeah. So, can picture being Great. in a Burger King and singing Brick House. So. Uh, I am really happy that I live closer to Steak and Shakes now. I'll tell you what. How do you get those skinny French fries? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? State line area, people who might be listening to this. Um, our friend Amanda has been talking about Beefaroo, the restaurant. Oh, yeah. For Beefaroo. Forever. Yeah. Um, as she is also from the State Line area. It's delicious. It's delicious. Oh. They have a great veggie burger. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh, that's good. What are yeah. the fries like? Great. They're kind of like steak and shake fries. They're, they're oh, skinny. Okay. They're really good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I had In N Out burger fries for the first time. Oh and yeah, those were good. Also yeah. skinny. Very yeah. crisp. Very crisp. 
Yeah. You know, those aren't my favorite. Everyone talks. I mean, to be fair, I haven't had anything else from In N Out, but uh, their fries were not my favorite. I huh. think, are they too breaded on the outside, or am I thinking of a different I one? I didn't think of them as breaded. That's interesting. I don't or know. Maybe I'm thinking of a different place. Yeah. Well, this has been both podcast corner, actual podcast, and French fry corner. And, yeah, and fry talk. Yeah, yeah. fry talk. I feel like we could have a whole separate spin-off podcast called Fry Talk. Oh my god, for real. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, there's a part of me that's like Yeah. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> in in Madison, my opinion, the best fries are from the old fashioned. I agree. Old fashioned French yep. fries are fantastic. If yes. you live in the Madison area, go to the old fashioned, get some French fries, you won't regret it. Yeah. There was a time when I went on a date. And uh, then afterwards, called my friend Ellen, and we were talking, and she and we were like, should we go get old-fashioned french fries? And so we went, and we got this, like, giant plate of fries, Ooh, and just, like, sat nice. there and dissected the night and ate french fries, oh, and it was, nice. like, midnight, and it was just great. Oh, that's awesome. One time, me and our mom were on the square, and we were walking by the old-fashioned, and it was, like, I don't know, 3 p.m. or something, and I just offhandedly said, oh, they have the best fries in Madison. And our mom was like, should we just get some? Oh, and I was like, oh, so smart. yes. And it was yeah. empty in there. And we just sat at the bar and got a ton of fries. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Great. Yeah. All right. This has been Fry Talk. With <laughs> yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time. Bye.